the amount of times I've spoken to someone and then they've seen my LinkedIn content, they've seen our podcast and they've been in and around the community. I spoke to them for what I've thought in my head is the second time and they've approached me as though we're old mates and we spoke loads of times. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, you, you, you're aware of me and, they'll, and I'll have conversations with people and they'll go, oh yeah, I saw you mention that. I can see how it might be a non-income generating shop window, but just like a shop window if you're walking down the street, if it's nicely dressed or attractive or it's got something that's jumping out at you, it stops you in your tracks. If you like what you see or hear, you come in. If you come in and you see it's got the products or the services or the, or, or the people that you like, it, it kind of draws people in. The reason guests are way more achievable than people realise quite often is you're actually, it's more of a benefit to them than you. So you've got your audience, get it, especially if you're clever about it, because if you approach someone who's got a book coming out and you say, do you want to be on my, my podcast? That's, it might be a hundred people, it might be a thousand people. That's a group of people, they spend an hour of their time that they get to promote their book to for free. What I've noticed to be the biggest difference between Facebook ads, Google ads, any form of advertising and a podcast as a marketing vehicle, once you pay a pound for your click on Facebook, you pay the pound, you've got a click. You pay a pound for a listener on a podcast, they're going to come back. Or you pay thousands of pounds to produce a podcast, that's going to get listened for years to come. Once you pay for your click on a Facebook ad, that's, that's it, it's paid for, it's yeah, done. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to Success is a System. I'm here today at Progressive Media with Ash Morris. Ash helped me set up the podcast, as did the Progressive team. And as an agency, I'll, I'll let Ash tell you a bit more in a minute, but they're one of the largest, if not the largest, um, podcast agency in the UK. And I'm conscious that podcasting is now massive. It's probably one of the largest and fastest growing types of media, ways of communicating with your customers or potential customers. And so I want to talk with Ash today about how people can run a podcast, what the benefits of a podcast are, what makes a good podcast, a bad podcast, is it the new way of marketing, uh, and really get into podcasts. Because I know a lot of people I speak to, a lot of the businesses I mentor, say, well, we'd like to do that, but we don't know how to start. So, Ash, thanks for coming on. It's really good to see Thank you Thank you again. very much for having me, Mike. Good to see you. No, it's a pleasure. And um, I'm trying to talk uh, knowledgeably about podcasts, but you're the man who, uh, <laughs> whose full-time job is podcasts and podcasting. Absolutely. Well, going back to the start, I remember I... I listened to you speak at an event, um, and you were talking about writing books, you were talking about all the speaking you do, all the experience, all, all the money you've made, and I was like, why don't you have a podcast? <laughs> because yeah. someone like yourself, with all these stories, these brilliant connections, you can see some of the interviews you've had, someone like yourself is the perfect person to have a podcast, because you've got all this knowledge to give out, and yes, you can do coaching with people, but you can reach so many more people with a podcast, in terms of educating the world and essentially for you and your personal brand it's a great marketing strategy so no, and, and and that's how we met which is I'm, I'm grateful for I'm grateful that you reached out after that and I was conscious that when we started that conversation at first I knew nothing about podcasts and I'd listened to some I'd enjoyed uh, many different pardon me, types of podcasts, but I hadn't considered it for myself. Since then, I've spoke to other people who run podcasts. I've had many guests on the podcast. They enjoy it. I enjoy it. But what it does as well to help me as a mentor, it means I've got the content. I've got a library of content. Uh, and if I spoke to a lawyer about value of business and I have spoke to a marketer about how to market the business, accountant about different financial controls in a business, I can save myself and my mentees a lot of time by saying, oh, I'll tell you what, rather than me drool on for 20 minutes of our hour that's limited, why don't you watch the podcast with Paul Masika? Why don't you watch the podcast with Ian Brent? And 
and get into that. So it's content that we create once, but I can use it again and again and again and again. People can refer to it. Some of my mentees say, Mike, you bloody speak too quickly. I say, mm -hmm. well, listen to me on, on point seven. <laughs> you <laughs> you can know, that, or, you know, I've got, I listen to some people, they speak really slowly. And my, I struggle because my energy, I've got high energy, I need to listen to people, but I can play them on 1.2, 1.5. And so we can consume it however we want to consume it. And the way that I've seen podcasts and people who have said to me they consume my podcast has changed my view on it. So if you were speaking to, like you did to me the first time, to a business and you were saying, you may not have considered a podcast, but this is why you should consider a podcast. What would be the key uh, three or four things that you would say or ways that it would help a business? So there's a couple of ways you can approach it because a lot of people we talk to are like, oh, I want to do it for money. And yes, you can monetize, not always directly, but the biggest thing for anyone doing it is really brand building. Yeah. So if you're a business, and we talked about this the other day with SaaS companies. SaaS companies make absolutely millions and millions, but a lot of them don't have well-known brands. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. these types of companies who make the money but would get so many more leads by being a more household name, they're the companies that can really benefit from it, in my opinion. If you're a business and you like, I want to be out there more, I want more people to think of me yeah, when, yeah. when they need whatever it is, then that's a really good reason to start a podcast. Really building your brand, your presence, and it's the most valuable, I'd say, for experts, and that can be experts in any subject. So for yourself, Mike, it's the systems and business. That's where, where you're an expert. We have our podcast because we are experts on podcasting. And what it does is it gives you that chance to give, like you said, all this expertise, this advice, which is... Oh, what's the word? It never, go, never gets old. I can't remember what the word is. Evergreen, that's Evergreen, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can use it over and over again. And then for you, like you said, you can send that to your mentees. These yeah, people yeah. can really get benefit from you when you're not even there. It doesn't take your time. And we do the exact same thing. So if I go and listen to one of our clients' podcasts and think, or some, maybe not even one of our clients, one of our potential clients or someone I'm in talks with, and they've got a crap intro and, it's, and there's, everything's wrong with it. And I had this situation fairly recently. I said, look, I know we've got a call lined up for tomorrow, but if you've got 10 minutes, have a listen to this episode. We talk about yeah. intros. I'd done this. I spoke to, the, spoke to the gentleman again the next day, and he was like, yeah, I listened to it. All your points make complete sense. And what it done, it gave me a chance to build me and my co-host our kind of reputation and prove that we're experts. We know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Give them a lot of advice free of charge, and it took absolutely none of my time. And that's exactly what you can do, essentially, with your mentees. Because instead of you spending <clears> 20 minutes talking about something, go listen to the podcast. Let's talk about something else. Well, and that's a great example. And you saying about it helps SaaS businesses build a profile, build a brand, build a personality, if you like. Mm. A great example of that was one of the first podcasts you helped me do with Alex, the lead engine. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know till then, Ali, actually, that Alex had his own podcast. And since then, I've been on his podcast. But I mentored him first several years ago. And he, he was a lead generation business. But the podcast he started out because it was a way he could talk to potential customers. He could teach them about lead generation. He could give them some tips because he helped them. They wanted to do business with him. And then from the podcast, someone asked him to speak at a conference. That led to more leads that he could get. And, and so his podcast has grown. And you could say, what's that got to do with lead generation? Well, it directly creates leads for him. But more importantly, it's like an added value um, to his customers and it's a kind of shop window that stops people who might not have thought of his business they see that they hear that they think oh he sounds good I quite like the way that he phrases things the simplicity with which he communicates things 
and his business has grown from strength to strength to strength and a lot of it has been because uh, 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 an otherwise faceless business which is all done computer to computer behind a screen has now got a person, a character, a personality and a library of, of expertise that's built up through his podcast. No, absolutely. And the reason that podcast does this better than any other form of media is that we spoke about this just before the camera started rolling that it's so personal. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you were to go and listen to the first few episodes of our podcast, they would be quite probably... Not the best, they'd be like, question, answer, question, answer. Now, if you listen to a recent episode, we're very laid back, conversational, and people really start buying into us as hosts. And like you said, your interview recently done with Nigel, people don't see that side of politicians. People don't see that side of professional athletes, yeah, of yeah. Me- people in the media. So what a podcast does, it really personalises that kind of content, and it gives people that chance to build a relationship with you, build trust with you, and then monetize indirectly, like you say with Alex. And to be honest, only the biggest podcasts monetize directly for considerable money. Ads and sponsorship is the worst way to monetize a podcast, usually, unless you have loads and loads yeah, of listeners. Yeah. And the reason is to go by CPM, so your typical ad rates, maybe 40 pounds, uh, what is it? A CPM of 40 pounds yeah. would be quite high. And that would mean you'd have to get a thousand listeners to make 40 quid. Now, we've got shows that get 400 to a thousand listeners so well less than a thousand listeners every month and they're making well into six figures a year yeah, yeah, yeah. so the and the reason is they're monetizing indirectly so direct monetizing through ad sponsorship you're got you've got an advertiser or a sponsor coming to you you're selling their product so they need to be making more from you selling their product than they're paying you for it to be worth it of course right yeah, yeah. but if you're to sell your own thing you haven't got that middleman so that's why the people that are experts and have be it coaching, mentoring, or people that want to do speaking, or people that have communities, people that have subscription models, these people who have their own value to offer make so much more. Yeah, because yeah. these people aren't having to make other people money and they then paying them off the back of it. So podcasting can indirectly monetize better than any other form of media because of how personal it is. Although the direct monetization isn't as good, the numbers are never going to be as good as what yeah, YouTube yeah. is but the relationships you build with the audience and the value of the audience will always be better. No, exactly that. And so an example of that from my, even though I've only been going a few months, from my early podcast, I've had a company that approached me to ask me if I'll speak at one of their company events for them. Even before we've done the event, in the pre-discussion around the event, we talked about some of what I do on the mentor. And, oh, will you come in and do a mentoring session with, with our team, if you like? And so I can see how it might be a non-income generating shop window but just like a shop window if you're walking down a street if it's nicely dressed attractive or it's got something that's jumping out at you it stops you in your tracks if you like what you see or hear you come in if you come in and you see it's got the products or the services or the or, or the people that you like it, it kind of draws people in it's like a top and of funnel isn't it yeah exactly that exactly that and if you think about the cost per customer of lead generation and you think how much that costs, and every time you do it, you've got to pay again, you've got to pay again, you've got to pay again. Whereas to me, a podcast, you produce it once, someone might see it in three months, or six months, or nine months, because it's constantly out there. And just this week, um, Nigel, my, my podcast with Nigel Farage went out, and we did a short from it, you know, so, I mean, something about that as well, but that short alone went out about 40 hours ago, there's been 105,000 views of that short. That's like 30 second clip. Uh, I could have never hoped to 
get 105,000 people directly interaction. I mean, they literally are having to watch that. It's only short, but they're interacting. They're starting to see my brand. They're starting to see my They're going to see more of your shorts now. Yeah, and even if it's only a small percentage that, that think, I'll delve a bit deeper, you know, 105,000, that's a couple of thousand, a small percentage. Mm. You know, and if only a small percentage of them then become customers, it very quickly starts to monetize or create the awareness or the brand strength that we're looking for. And, you know, in that sense, the other thing that I remember you saying to me and um, the team saying to me was, the other thing is, Mike, you're not just going to create one long-form podcast show, if you like, it's 30, 40 minutes. We can get 10, 20, 30 shorts, little excerpts or ads from that that can be more relevant or connecting on different social medias. So we're now on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and so the long form is there on all of the podcast platforms or to view on YouTube, but the shorts uh, are communicating the brand with the, with the branding in the background, if you like, out to a much bigger audience, some of whom, again, will be sucked in. And I remember you saying, Mike, we create the long form, that gets consumed in one way by one group of people. Some people will only ever consume the short form, but all of them are ways of creating one asset that you can monetize or, or va get value from in many different ways. Exactly, spot on. You've, you hit different audiences. The, it's a different approach almost with both of them. The shorts, the listeners or the viewers of a short are never going to be as valuable as the full podcast listeners. However, you're going to hit a lot more people. So these are people you're just making aware. And this is how we approach it with our podcast. So we record obviously in the studio, we create shorts, which I then post to LinkedIn. And a lot of people, not loads of people go through to listen to the podcast, but people are aware of me and who I am because of the, the background, because of, oh, that's Ash, that's Progressive Media, that's the podcaster's so podcast. So they feel like they know you, exactly. even though they've never met you. Even if it's just clips. And those people might never listen to the full-length podcast, but they still know me, and they'll still see clips of my expertise and recognise me as an expert within podcasting. Yeah. And then you've got the podcast listeners, which, in an ideal world, everyone who watches a short becomes a podcast listener. That's not realistic. But those people that do, you need one listener to monetize. And I, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. had almost arguments about this on social media when people say, how many listeners do you need to monetize? I've heard people say, oh, you can't until you get one, two, three thousand listeners. Yeah. You, if you've got one listener and they're the CEO of a company who wants to then get you to do, if you're a sales training podcast, to do sales training for their entire sales team, you're making five, six figures from one listener. So it's really the value of the listener rather than how many with podcasting and then the shorts does the opposite almost just gets you in front of as many people as possible yeah and the other thing i found is that i'm starting now to get people contact me pardon me to say can we come on your podcast mike and so what you, you what you then see is they they may not even be a customer but they think they've got a story to tell or something that would be of value to your audience which can then mean that because you enable that they kind of become a customer of yours because you're then helping them to help you to help them, yeah. if you like. So it, 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 I've been surprised by how multifaceted it is and how, uh, you know, you've got a core connection with customers, but there's multiple ways that you continue to engage, connect, keep front of mind uh, and relevant to them. But if I can go back a stage you know how long you've been doing podcasts individually as a person but also as progressive media because you know people who are wanting to start out they don't know where to start how mm -hmm. to start so what what would you say to uh, is the benefit of progressive how many podcasts do you guys uh, help or run in what different ways uh, and what if someone was thinking yeah I want to speak to Ash I want to understand a bit more what's the easiest way for them to contact you to 
have a sort of free conversation about how to start and where would they go with it? Yeah, so myself, I've only really been in, in and around podcasting just under a year and a half. Right. But Progressive... It's not that older media though, is it, really? <laughs> no, so, no this right. is true. And that's why this is impressive. Progressive have been doing this since Rob Launches, which was six, seven years ago. So we were, I believe, the first agency who started producing podcasts for other people. And the reason we've done it is Rob Moore, who is the owner of Progressive, well, he's the co-founder, and the other co-founder is Tom, who runs the agency now. And now what happened is Tom essentially helped Rob launch his podcast, which was, is now known as Disruptors. He's had massive interviews. He's and he's Andrew always Tate, in the top 10 million. or 20 of, yeah, of, he's in huge. the world. Yeah. And he makes millions through his podcast. And they helped him launch, Tom helped him launch this podcast right at the start, and it was successful from, from the word go. And then from there, obviously, Rob's got a rich connection, rich connections in the entrepreneurial space, other entrepreneurs we launched podcasts for, and they were all doing really well. And then it just accidentally became an agency with an entrepreneurial focus. So we didn't come yeah, from yeah. a radio background like most people or TV background. We came from the business background and started working with podcasters to achieve tangible results, which is our kind of USP. Is It's yeah. not we're trying to make a pretty sounding podcast. It's we're making a podcast to receive uh, to get tangible results and succeed in an entrepreneurial. So fashion. almost in wanting to create that shop front, if you like, for exactly how you're the core it. progressive yep. business, it become a business in its own right, because people are saying, I really like your podcast, Podcast, can you teach me how to run a podcast? Mm -hmm. And I guess it's grown out since then. 100%. And there's, I believe there's, I can name them off the tip of my tongue now, but there's 17 ways to monetize, I believe, and a lot of them are indirect. But they vary from things like speaking opportunities to subscription models to communities to people do live shows and different types of podcasts suit different ways but when you say how do you monetize youtube or whatever to people they go oh ads and sponsors and people think it's the same with podcasting yeah. no it's a whole different ball game you've essentially mike already started to monetize your podcast with a speaking yeah. opportunity although people would say oh, but it's not, it's not a sponsorship. It doesn't matter. That, yeah. that opportunity has come about because of the podcast. Well, and very quickly, it pays its way through sort of side angles, whether uh, a mentee renews or, or someone feels like they know me or has heard of me or feels like they like my style before we've even had a first session. 100%. So even if it doesn't, could I directly attribute all of it to it? No but there's already a rapport or familiarity with a potential mentee or potential company that I might speak at an event for them because they've listened to that. So they think they know me uh, and they get a flavor for, am I kind of laid back? Am I going to be relatable to their team? They know all of that before mm. we even meet. Exactly. And in, in any sales, essentially, if you're selling something, you need to have trust in yourself, the product and the business. Yeah. And what this can do, and like it, that exact example we get quite often, I might speak to someone for the first time and now they're aware of me, but are realistically, the, the prices of what we do uh, can go anywhere from five to 25, 30, beyond that thousand pounds. So no one's gonna speak to me once and be like, oh, I wanna give this guy my money to work with yeah. him. But the amount of times I've spoken to someone and then they've seen my LinkedIn content, they've seen our podcast and they've been in and around the community, I spoke to them for what I've thought in my head is a second time, and they've approached me as though we're old mates and we spoke loads of times. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, you, you, you're aware of me. And, they'll, and I'll have conversations with people, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw you mention that. Oh, I saw yeah. you, oh, but you said this. And then it's almost as though you've had all these touch points, and like, I think there's a statistic of so like six or seven touch points to make a sale or whatever, but it gives you all of those touch points without you having to be there. And so uh, potentially, I mean, that's an interesting thought, because let's say it is six or seven touch points to get a sale. You 
could have maybe jumped two or three or four before you ever meet them because exactly. they've seen you interact. I mean, similarly, long before the internet even, I remember an old boss when I was younger saying, I want you to go up to MCS, which is a company in the Midlands, and get pissed with Nigel kind of thing. It, not Nigel Farage, a different Nigel. Mm. Um, and I and I I was only 23, and I, I thought, oh, well, I, I don't want to mix business and pleasure kind of thing. He said, you'll never be successful then, because you know, since time began, people do business with people they like, know, and trust. He said, look, I'm not saying you've got to go and get pissed with him. It's not a prerequisite, but you can have five or six or seven in uh, formal meetings with this guy. Uh, and they're very staged and agendered and controlled, or you can go out and get a dinner with him or an informal environment with him, and you'll build a rapport that could take years of formal meetings. So in the, in, in the modern version of that, it's not going out and getting a drink or having a meal with them, but you are starting to build that rapport or engagement before you even meet them, I guess. Absolutely. Personal brand content, it's the way these things are going forward. It's marketing, and it's not salesy in your face it's not click this now it's not oh book a call with me it's let me show all my value let me give you gold and in yeah, return yeah, i hope yeah. to get silver so no that's great well i'll, I'll put the the if you if you send me the links to 17 ways to monetize a podcast yeah. or and all of your podcasts and how people can contact you i'll put that in the show notes I appreciate to that, Mark. this Thank podcast you. so people can find you out but the other thing I was conscious of, because there is a cost to finding a partner, there is a mm. cost to that expertise, there is a cost to an audiographer or a videographer, uh, and so on. Now, some people do it just with a phone in their own home, mm -hmm. sort of almost uh, uh, holding it like this. Yeah. And that works for some degree, but I'm conscious myself when I listen to podcasts that the quality of sound, uh, if you're going to listen to something for a sustained 30 or 40 minutes, is really important. So getting that professionalism behind it does make a difference. And I got comfortable with understanding cost uh, and thinking, is it a a completely new cost or is it a replacement for maybe Facebook advertising which is going to be cast in the net wide and you don't know if you connect but if you've got an interesting uh, podcast or shorts from that podcast they'll build their own um, traffic generation you know so when mm. I say about on TikTok alone the Nigel Farage thing 105,000 people in I mean that will probably be a quarter of a million within a month or so because just the way it grows 100%. and it costs me nothing per view because it's building its own sharing, if you like, or, or interest. So to me, I'm saying, well, whatever it costs me, which is insignificant in the big picture mm -hmm. to do that, that's money I perhaps might have historically spent on radio ads, which are becoming less and less resonant or relevant or not connecting with people, or newspaper ads, which who the hell reads a newspaper these days, or um, leaflets, you know, people are spending the print, killing trees, someone to distribute them, and, and the cost of that can be massive, far bigger than, than having a podcast each month or, or every other week and so on. So I see it as a, as a marketing spend that is more relevant and resonant to today's audience. I hope you're enjoying Success is a System. Every Tuesday, we launch it on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Drop us a note and tell us who you would like to see or hear on Success is a System or what subjects you'd like us to cover to help you and your business. Success is a System, like, subscribe, and make sure you get it every Tuesday for great lessons and systems that have made people wealthy, healthy, and successful. Because I think how many podcasts are there in the world, roughly? Oh, about 250, 300,000 active so, ones. So loads of them. And, and I think that's partly because 
people are being rather than I'm going to listen to Radio One and I like Steve, I like uh, Steve Wright. I don't know if he's even alive yet, but I used to <laughs> when I listened to radio in that sense. But now I'm Audible and I'm podcast and so on. But you find someone you like now. You'd listen to Radio One, let's say, but you only like this DJ and that or that person, and you have to be there at the right time and so on. Whereas I can say I want to listen to podcasts on business or even podcasts on DIY or uh, even more specific than that, on trucking and so on to all the truck drivers in the UK. And so you can start to get just into that audience that you want to target, but also because it's targeted you're speaking to them with content that you know is relevant to them is going to be enjoyed by them and consumed by them and so it is definitely a format or increasingly a format for it's like an advertising or certainly a brand building and market building so that's where i mean how do you talk about the cost of it to people and how they could should consider it and where it might take from a budget if they currently had a budget spend where how would they justify and, and what should they think about for cost well, going forward, I think I might just use that clip of you explaining it and just said it there. But no, um, first of all, the biggest, and I've actually spent a lot of my, of my own money on Facebook ads. It's something I've done prior to this. The, what I've noticed to be the biggest difference between Facebook ads, Google ads, any form of advertising and a podcast as a marketing vehicle, once you pay a pound for your click on Facebook, you've paid a pound, you've got a click. You pay a pound for a listener on a podcast, they're going to come back or you pay thousands of pounds to produce a podcast. Yeah. That's going to get listens for years to come. Once you've paid for your click on a Facebook ad, that's, that's it. It's paid for. It's yeah, done. Yeah. Or it's, if it's in a newspaper, it's in that edition on that week. No one's going to see people, it. Exactly. It's never there anymore. And this, and this is, could be very relevant for yourself, Mark, actually. Uh, a little bit of mid-podcast advice. You've got such big guests on yours. If Nigel Farage is in the news in six months' time, guess which episode you should repost? Post yeah, to your yeah. feed. Which short should you repost? So you can reuse this content. Oh, I hadn't when it's thought relevant. about that. So and 100%. people do sort of reissue. Um, yeah, or shorts from Rob it. Done it. Rob done it recently with someone. Um, Andrew Tate. Or it, might, it might well have been Andrew Tate. He's always in the news at the moment, isn't he? But it was. It was. So, oh. No, it was the Liver King, talking about the Liver King, I think, oh, okay. who, because he came into the news for something very controversial, so he re-uploaded all these videos he has with them. He's got episodes with Floyd Mayweather, he's got episodes with, like you say, with yeah, Tate, yeah. these kind of people, if Floyd is in the news with a massive big fight... Or, or fighting a match, yeah, you just play... I, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. And it's been produced, you haven't got any more cost of it. No more time. cost to it at you all. You just re-put re it out there. But an ad, you've paid to be in that front of that many people, you've paid for that many clicks, that's it. Then you're never getting that click again for free. You're paying it again, which is the biggest difference. It is, and because of that, it can be harder for some people because it's an upfront cost. So that's why we notice the people that succeed from it are those that have that kind of business outlook, that entrepreneurial. Outlook. I can't say it. Entrepreneurial. <laughs> that, that's the one. That outlook where they can say, "Look, it's a big investment now. Will I make my money back in one month? No. Will I make it back in three months? Mm, will I make it back in twelve months? Maybe." But in three, four years, I'm definitely making it back. And it's going to keep that longevity uh, and could be there for 10 years. Even Long tail, it's to massive. Back. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, you can always refer back to episodes when you're trying to coach someone or something like that. So the best way to do it is to say, look, it's an investment in this, but there's so many opportunities going to come in the future. Even if you do it for a year or you do a season and then never do it again, that's always still going to be there. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. going to be on a podcast platform and there's no algorithm on the podcast platforms like there is on YouTube. YouTube videos go dead, TikTok videos even more so. Podcasts don't. They're always 
they're more like a TV show than social media. Yeah. You think if you go to watch a new series, you usually go back to the first episode. How many times do you reckon the first episode of Friends has been aired? Like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that's the same with the podcast. Or Most Rowan people, Atkinson and people like that yeah. who don't even do this. Exactly. Most people whose podcast you'll go and listen to, you'll go to the first one. Most yeah, of the podcasts we work with, their first or their first few are the most listened to. And one of the other things I was thinking about when I was thinking ahead of this um, uh, meeting was... I was surprised also as I got more into podcasting how narrow or focused or specialist some of the fields can be. And, you know, you can Mm -hmm. see how Rob would be relevant and interesting because he gets a lot of celebrities and people who are, 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 you know, globally renowned, if you like. So people might be sitting there thinking, well, I'm just a gardener, you know, what am I going to do? But there are podcasts that are just on, you know, seasonal, what are we growing this month? You know, how do I improve my geraniums or what vegetables should I be planting this month? And they get thousands and thousands and tens of thousands mm. of listeners, viewers, uh, and actually are monetizing it and building their landscape, landscaping business, if you like, when they might, people might be sitting, oh, my DIY business is too small. My gardening business is too small. Even a restaurant, they might think, well, I'm only in this village, but suddenly you can become known all over the country and people might think, on my way down to Cornwall, I'm going to pop in because it sounds yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. So, Do you know what's really strange as well? I, was, I saw, I commented on someone's LinkedIn post, someone I know listens to our podcast, and he's got a horticulture podcast, so gardening, that, that, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And he was commenting about how well he's doing, how he's having people reach out, want to guest on the show and give him feedback all the time. And his is, like you say, very narrow, but he's kind of broadened it as he's grown, which is exactly what Rob done. Rob started with disruptive entrepreneurs and then yeah, he grew yeah. big and it was like, I just want disruptive people now not just entrepreneurs, all these famous people who are in the, in the news for whatever reason. So you can start super narrow and always expand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a really good example is literally what we do. We could have easily done the creator, po- uh, the creator podcast because we have TikTok experts, YouTube experts, sponsorship, all these different experts. We could have talked about all these subjects. But if you're interested in podcasting, you're going to have to go through my episodes. Oh, there's a podcast one. Oh, there's a podcast yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Whereas rather than have hit a bigger audience with some value content, we've gone... Only want our target audience is podcasters or people starting started podcasting who want to make something of it essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all creators. And the idea behind that is we get maybe 100 downloads an episode. So this isn't big numbers. And you compare that to YouTube, it's nothing. But that generates us a lot of money, be it yeah, yeah. through people seeing our podcast after they met us, before they met us. But that we can definitely attribute five, six figures every year to that podcast. Well, and even some of the people I've said, that I'm mentoring, they should consider podcasts, they could speak to you guys to help them get going. Uh, I've then found out about progressive, but the wider progressive business, whether that's progressive property or progressive success. Mm. Uh, and th- I know some of them have then gone on the property courses because they want to grow business through that. So mm-hmm. it, it's the kind of, as you say, the gateway or the top of the funnel that leads people in to look all about your business and understand that Absolutely. different ways. I mean, one of the other areas that um, I think people might be thinking is, yeah, but because I'm just me or I'm just a small business or whatever it is, how am I going to get guests on there? And one of the pleasant surprises I've had is, uh, and Rob actually, uh, when I had lunch with him uh, as a seasoned uh, podcaster and entrepreneur, said to me, Mike, we, we don't really pay for anybody to come on this. You know, I might have some expenses to go see them or whatever. Mm. Uh, and I thought, yeah, I might have to pay for some. I've never been asked for a fee. You know, some people say I'm just too busy, come back in six months or, mm. or whatever. You, but... I, don't, I haven't paid for a single guest. They, 
are usually humbled to be asked. So even if they say no, they say no really nicely. Yeah. And uh, But more often than not, they'll say, look, I'm really busy at the moment. Can we do it in May? Or uh, are you able to come to me? Or any time I could really do it is a morning. Now, if you're flexible with where and when and how you'll, you'll conduct it. I, I, um, after doing Nigel, and, and that was a great podcast, and it is, it, I really enjoyed it. But I thought, you know, there's a political... Uh, perspective there so you know contact Keir Starmer contact um, uh, Rishi Sunak you know Rishi's team came back within 24 hours well that's nice at least they responded although it was a a very pleasant thanks but no thanks kind (laughs) of thing okay Uh, I haven't heard back from Keir's yet but if you don't ask you don't get Mm -hmm. and often I think it's a bloody email you know it's just an email to send out and actually some of that content if I'm saying here's some links to my podcast this is what I'm trying to achieve with it the systems that help people Mm -hmm. become successful so two-thirds of the email is cut and pasted anyway so it probably takes me 30 seconds to write an email and I can send it off to lots of different people or I can give them a ring if I do know them and you know even people like recently I had David Potts the CEO of Morrison's you know they've got 105,000 employees hundreds of shops um and, and I thought, he's going to be really busy. Uh, I haven't spoke to him for a few years. Um, is he going to agree to it? And he just said, yeah, sure, no problem. And, you know, this is someone who, who, who is the head of one of the largest supermarkets in the UK. Actually, he came across really relatable. His own team loved it because I asked some questions that if they see him in a store that they might not know. So many people who were employed by Morrison's didn't realise they see him as the CEO and he's on millions of pounds a year or whatever, but they see a really relatable guy when he goes in store. But suddenly I'm asking questions about how well did you do at school? And it's like, I only took five O-levels and I got F in all of them. Literally failed five O-levels. And so the amount of people that then said, that was really inspirational because you know, I, didn't, I thought he went to uh, university or he must have had a silver spoon and come from a rich family, but no, he's just like me. And he, he actually did worse than me at school, but he's now a CEO of a big business. So it, it actually works for both parties if, if it's conversational and you're genuinely trying to, it's like I'm trying to understand from you, you know, how do we do it? You know, what are the costs of it? You know, where might someone start? What are the benefits? Where can I find out from you guys? And I know you guys will do sort of your own podcast. You do some free um, conferencing sessions where people mm. come about. Now, clearly, that's a funnel to get people to look into moving forward with it. But you, even if they didn't, they've learned some knowledge. They've got some stuff that can help them get started. 100%. And, and so what do you think, is, is it, if someone wanted to set a podcast, what's the kind of range of costs? Because obviously, someone could literally put their phone on a little tripod yeah. and do it themselves. So you can start here, you can evolve it, or you can go straight into professional. But even professionally, it's not massive. It surprised me how um, affordable it was, is relative to the money that one might spend on general marketing anyway. 100%. And I will answer that just quickly going back to what you said before about the guests. The reason guests are way more achievable than people realize quite often is you're actually it's more of a benefit to them than you so you've got your audience get it especially if you're clever about it because if you approach someone who's got a book coming out and you say do you want to be on my my podcast that's it might be a hundred people it might be a thousand people that's a group of people they spend an hour of their time that they get to promote their book to for free yeah so these people get the chance to reach out to a new audience whereas for you it's the same audience every time and that's why podcast guesting is so vital and all podcasters i I say to people i talk about this oh there's another podcast that was similar to mine i'm like 
They're your collaborator. They're not your competitor. You get on their podcast, they get on yours. It's passive media. You've always got enough time to consume more podcasts. Swap episodes. And when you can punch up, like going for the big guest you are, is brilliant. And then what you can do is, that, and I would actually recommend this, is every time you approach a guest, be like, a few of the people that have been on my show recently are Nigel Farage, Greg Wallace, and do you say Tim Potts? Uh, no. David Potts. David Potts. Ne- Neville Wright. Neville, yeah. These big names, and then especially if you approach another politician, oh, I've just had Nigel Farage yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Uh, would you be interested in coming on? Because these people, they might be like, oh, is this podcast any good? Like, but if they see, oh, one of my colleagues, or, oh, this big name's already been on there, oh, it must be big, then it's a... It's a so it grows, I guess. sheep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I can see that. And I guess they also... For me, I thought they might be nervous that I'm going to kind of uh, be a shock jock and try and make them look bad. But, you know, mm. I'm building, I need, I want a new guest every week and I'm building this to, to understand the systems that make people successful. So there's no value to me to make anyone look bad. Exactly. And I guess the first time I really trash somebody, if I did that, and I wouldn't, but if I did, I ain't going to get any more guests, am I? So, exactly. But they do want to look or listen to one and find out, Actually, I can, that's quite mm. a nice flow. It's quite relaxed. 100%. It's not, it's, not, it's not like out to catch me out. There's not, none of that going on. And as soon as you've got those good guests, getting even better guests becomes easier and you can work your way up. To go straight to a, like a massive a massive name, Dwayne Johnson, is like, whoa. But if you've just mm. got Kevin Hart, you're probably going to be able to get Dwayne Johnson. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No, and I used to do that in retail, that if we were selling research programs and we said, oh, BP have bought in, then suddenly Shell and Esso want to be involved or, or you know, but, uh, Budgins have bought, Spa wanted to buy or Tesco's have bought, Thamesbury's wanted to buy because there is this we don't want them having something we haven't got or doing something mm-hmm. we haven't we haven't done exactly um, and when you sorry mark i was yeah, going to no. say when you interview someone too like you could have done this uh, with nigel is once you finish the interview oh thanks so much for coming on do you have a recommendation for anyone else i should interview get yeah, them yeah. to tell you because no, they've done gonna, that recently for that me. that can help but yeah anyway going back to your other question i didn't want to skip yeah. over it podcasting is one of those you can do it for a tenner you can do it for a hundred thousand pound but like you said earlier, the quality is vital in the sense that equality isn't going to get someone to click on it. Well, it will, the quality of the artwork, but the quality of the sound isn't going to get someone to click. But once they're there, that's what will make them stay. If you put on a podcast and it sounds horrendous, you're going to click off. And especially if you are an expert, it doesn't matter how good your content is. If it sounds shit, people will think what yeah. you're saying is. They're not going to, they're not going to believe you're, you know what you're talking about. If it sounds professional, you've got a way better chance. In terms of the minimum budget you need, you, you need a, a dynamic mic, which isn't going to cost you much. I, you can get everything under 200, 250 quid, and that includes a, a Zoom P4, which is the device that you can plug your mic into, record everything onto. You can get everything you need for under 250 pounds and then edit it yourself if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to outsource any element of a podcast, editing, because yeah, yeah, no, that's something that an editor will do better than you, whereas marketing you'll always do better because it's you, it's personal. Yeah, yeah. You don't want someone else trying to market who you are. But you do want an editor to edit it so it's not got... And editing doesn't have that personal kind of touch to it. It's just get the best job done. And if you spend two hours editing, that's not as valuable as you spending two hours getting on other podcasts. And, or, or, or focusing on your job as, or the business exactly. as, yeah, as well. Exactly, yeah, 100%. No, I, com- I completely ag- agree with that. And it, I've seen and heard the difference as I've now consumed more podcasts. Mm. Y- you know, if there's, say, aircon blowing in the background, <laughs> it becomes like unreasonably distraction it shouldn't you should be mm-hmm. focusing on the content but if there is a, an annoying sound uh, or, or know, if the mic's down. on the table and someone's like that's, <laughs> like, that's ringing through <laughs> someone's ears and, and they don't realize they're doing it maybe it's nerves maybe it's just habit mm. but the mics do pick up some of that so I think sound quality editing I completely agree I mean the other thing that 
you sort of passed and you said about consuming and that there is sort of ideal ranges of time isn't there because i know some people seem to do hours and hours of podcasts but my limited understanding so i'm hoping you'll correct me or educate (laughs) me is that sort of 30 to 50 minutes is ideal because that's on the way to work or half on the way half on the way home or dropping the kids off or going shopping it's those kind of i can consume in a day either in one journey or two halves or something is that fair yeah absolutely that's it's one of those that technically there is no right answer, but you've got to see it as your content is you taking someone's time. They could be doing anything else with that time. A lot of the time, it's they could be listening to music beside the car. Yeah, but yeah. if you've got an hour and a half worth of content and half an hour of it's crap, cut it down to an hour and keep it listenable. And whatever length you do it, consistently do it at that length. You don't yeah. want one week, you do a half an hour interview, the next week you do a two hour interview. And there is a, a podcast out there that do like, you go against the grain and they do it every two months and it's three hours long yeah. and they are like mega successful. So it, it makes you think, oh, well, what's the point? But for the most part, you're, you're spot on. Keep it to a range which is listenable, yeah, yeah. 30 to 50 minutes in and around there and whatever sort of length you do it, keep it consistent. And if you're doing solo, because you mentioned guests, people, it can hold people back. There's solo content out there that does really well. And solo content, although can sometimes be a bit harder to grow, you're the only speaker on there so the value to the audience is all you so if you've got joe rogan who speaks to all these crazy people no i guess people probably do but you don't listen to it for joe rogan necessarily well you might do but most people listen for the guest you don't want to be a podcast where people only listen for the guest you want to be someone that people listen for you and i mean mine and me and kane who run the podcast as podcast although there's two of us we could do that as solo content and the idea is solo content will build your expertise a lot more so you can do solo as well okay. or mix the two um and blend it in exactly yeah. it's a, it's harder to do solo content it's straight to camera but there's nothing stopping you doing that but if you are you've got to keep it short because no one wants to listen to 45 minutes of the same speaker yeah, but yeah, yeah. 10 15 minute episodes there's no, i really like the idea that some people do where they'll do like a 45 minute interview and then they'll do a 15 minute solo episode something well, like that and, and I remember you, you, again, you saying to me right early on, consistency is important, Mike. Biggest so thing. if we're going to do it weekly, make sure it's every Tuesday at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it can go between, say, 35 and 50 minutes, but don't do 35 minutes one week, 15 the next, an hour and a half the next. And, and it was obvious when I heard that, although I didn't think about it before, it's a bit like people are into Love Island or into The Apprentice or that. They know what time every, it's yeah. on. Exactly. And they know that it's not going to be 15 minutes today, an hour and a half tomorrow. So they can mentally allow, uh, compartmentalise this amount of time on this day is when I consume this thing. And, they, and already some of my mentees say, oh yeah, I'm always ready on a Tuesday morning. I know you're going to have it on by seven o'clock uh, and I'll listen to it on the way to work. Exactly. Humans if I miss that window, I might, they might fall out of the habit of doing that. 100%. So. They, they, they will. Humans are creatures of habit. That's why every TV show is on at the same time every week. Do you know what I mean? Like you love islands. Um, because it might be every time they do the cooking for their family because they have the kids over on a Wednesday, they listen to your podcast. You don't know what the reason is, but if it's at that time every week and then you start missing weeks and then doing two one week and it throws it off, people won't bother. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be consistent. Whatever, it's better to do it less frequently because you can't and do it consistently than sometimes do it frequent and sometimes not. Although we'd say do it frequent, like a weekly or two a week, whatever it is, ideally, but you can only do that if you can do it every week. Do you know what I mean? So talking about consistency, I'm going to be coming conscious of time now. But um, so if we've got five minutes left, what other things that we not talked about that you think are important for podcasting or what are the 
first step should tell people to take. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there anything we haven't talked about that is still in your mind that, yeah, don't forget about this, don't forget about that, Mike? The biggest thing, and because most people, obviously, if they listen to this, interested in the podcast, and is where do you start? And the who and the why is the two th questions right. you've got to ask yourself. The why is why you're doing this, and this is particularly important if you plan on doing all the editing yourself, because it's a chore. And most podcasts fail by their seventh episode, and less than 4% of podcasts are actually active. And the reason really? is wow. there's a lot more involved in if you're trying to do everything yourself, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, where yeah. people like ourselves come into place. But if you're trying to do everything yourself, you need to have a really strong why. You need to be really passionate. Just, oh, I want to make more money, doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit different if you're working with a team and like you just have to turn up and create content and there's all these other benefits. But a why is really important for the longevity element yeah. of it. Being passionate about what you're talking about. So I spoke to uh, another person I spoke to on LinkedIn, has a podcast talking about the moment that people's lives changed and that this life shift. Okay. And he's so passionate about the subjects and these conversations. He does all the editing and himself. And most people have got points in their life. Right exactly, because he had one, a very tragic one when he was younger, and that's what he talks to people about in these episodes, in like an hour long. He does everything himself on there. It must take hours and hours a week, and he loves it because he's so passionate about the, pro yeah, the, yeah. the project. If that was just a marketing podcast, a marketer's business, would he still be doing all that? Yeah, probably yeah, not. Yeah. And th it's a shame because those are the people that probably get the most value from it is the ones that have something to offer. But they need to have a strong way. They need to, one, be passionate about it, because you don't want to come across salesy. And two, if possible, work with a team so you don't get that burnout and be like, oh, I can't be bothered to edit this episode. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I mentioned was the who. And you want to work backwards with the podcast. If, if I ever ask someone, it's like, oh, who you, who's the podcast for? <clears> and they go, oh, whoever listens, or oh, just going to create some content, see what happens. They won't succeed. The people that succeed are the ones that say, this is the person I want to listen to my podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got an audience avatar, it doesn't matter how specific it is, um, and to put it into context, one of our most successful podcasts we work with is a health and safety consultancy podcast. So his audience avatar is a health and safety consultant, which is extremely specific, not yeah, just a consultant, yeah, yeah. not just in health and, and safety. And could be, and I don't mean this is any offence to him, but could be deemed as boring, but to the people he's targeting, uh, exactly. it's their life, it's their job, it's their reason for working. If Absolutely, and his numbers aren't massive, but like with a lot of the podcasts we work with, he gets a few hundred downloads and he makes hundreds of thousands of pounds through his podcast. He's had yeah. speaking opportunities, he's been recognised as one of the top 10 most influential people in health and safety, Brilliant. all through this podcast in yeah, a yeah, super yeah. hyper-specific niche. And it's because his who is spot on. So rather than trying to make content for a bit of everyone, find your listener, make content for them, and as if it's just for that one person. And then more people like them will find it. Target your content towards one person. Our podcast is targeted towards new podcasters, people looking to improve their podcast, or looking to start it. That's our one listeners, not creators, yeah, yeah, yeah. newbie podcasters. So we create all of our content aimed towards those people looking to improve their podcast or looking to start podcasting. No, and, and likewise, you guys taught me that and, and recommended me that. So 100%. for me, it was targeting businesses more often than not SMEs who might not have this big advisory or big mm -hmm. teams that have got all the specialisms. And that and big it was word then system. about the systems. Mm -hmm. What is it that people can do or systems they need to create or, or emulate or, or learn uh, that is going to grow their business? So, mm -hmm. you know, even when I was speaking to Greg Wallace of MasterChef, it's not, I wasn't talking to him as a chef or a MasterChef. I was saying, you know, a lot of people know Greg the chef. They might not know Greg the businessman. He had a successful business before. You know, he worked on a, on a market and all these different skills that he got mm -hmm. that led to where he is today. Or, you know, talking about Nigel, the upbringing, the success as a city trader, uh, and then how he got sort of interested in politics and how he took systems from that into different things. Or for yourself, you know, it's about, I recognise it as a key uh, media by which people can connect with customers, potential customers, uh, and build that relationship 
relationship when they're not with somebody where people feel they know them. So mm. it's always about, it can be a really varied audience but with a, a clear why. You know, what is it? It's about how do you run a podcast? How's mm. that valuable? Who's my audience? Businesses, SMEs, and how they can use Like it. you said, your unique who for you. You could just be a business podcast, one of the many millions, but you've got a podcast which is not just a business podcast, but really focused on the systems within the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what makes yours unique. And like I said, if you've got someone who wants to listen to a podcast and she's a 44-year-old woman with two children and she's divorced, and you've got a business podcast or a business podcast for single mums in their 40s. Which one is she going to listen to? She's yeah. going to listen to the one that's specific to her. This podcast might have a tenth of their listeners, but I guarantee that they either make a lot more money or have a lot better listeners. Yeah. And, and unlike, say, mainstream media, TV, newspaper, radio, you don't need those tens or hundreds of thousands. Not As you all. said, a couple of hundred might lead to you having ten more customers, which might mm. transform your business into profitability. And it will grow because the content stays there and can be accessed more and more over time. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that, that some of the stuff I did four months ago is still being viewed regularly, liked. You know, you see it popping up and think, oh, that was months ago, and they're yeah. only just looking at it. So, um, no, it's been, it's been great for me. I'm glad that I do it. I enjoy doing it. Uh, it has led to new business, is, is invaluable, and I think is. Uh, I, know it's gro- I know it's one of the fastest growing media to connect with people, but I think it is, is also one of the better ways now to connect with so. customers and your target audiences. So I really appreciate your time. Thank I you hope very much, uh, the people who have listened in or, or watching have got value from that, have listened. I'll make sure your contact details are in the show notes. Um, and it, whether or not you see the show notes, you can contact Ash. Mm-hmm. If you ring Progressive Media, Uh, and ask for Ash, you'll get through to him. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed. If you have, share, like, subscribe, and I look forward to seeing you again soon on Success as a System. Thanks very much. 